Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Blastburn Radio Showdown Spotlight. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me, as always, is our soggy boy, Messer Engine. How's it going tonight, Mess? I wish it was a little more soggy here in Maine. It's been real hot for the first week of September, but uh, yeah, I'm good. Just wishing we had a little, a little more rain and a little less heat. There are places in the world that are very upset with you right now <laughs> for that sentiment. Uh, all right, guys. So if this is your first Showdown Spotlight episode, welcome. In this series, we aim to showcase a particular Pokemon, what exactly makes it special, and how it is best used in the competitive metagame, which includes both uh, singles using Smogon's tiers as well as VGC doubles. Uh, for each of these episodes, we will also hold our Friday Night Fight stream and use both our teams that we built and discussed here on the show, as well as the teams that you guys submit to us around our Spotlight Pokemon, and we use those on the latter. These streams are a whole lot of fun it's really great seeing the teams that you guys build and what works from them and what doesn't we actually did our friday night fight stream for chimchar last night and we lost a whole lot chimchar is not a good boy uh but it was still a a lot of good fun yeah it really was there were a couple we had a couple matches where chimchar like saved the day which was real weird and real funny to watch i'm sure somebody like kicked their desk after those matches oh we had this one guy in particular that, that Tanner beat the shit out of. And then we switched to a different team, found them on the ladder, and whipped them mercilessly again. And it was like, I, I feel real bad. <laughs> I feel real bad that we beat you so badly twice in a row with such bad teams. And that wasn't even the funniest thing. The funniest thing was they put a fucking focus sash on every single one of their Pokemon after. <laughs> it's like, nope, you're not getting me again. We demoralized them so much that they were like, I, I gotta live one turn. Chimchar just wrecks my face. Uh, yep, yep. Chimchar did some work, but he is not a, a good no. Pokemon. But no. but we, we did promise you guys that this week we would pick a good Pokemon, an actually good Pokemon to spotlight. Uh, so, Messer Engine, who are we shining our spotlight on this week? I'm glad you asked, because speaking of Soggy and Rain, we decided to get a little wet and wild this week, and we are taking a look at Pelipper. The great, great rain setter in Smog on OU. So that's real exciting. Oh, it's my boy! All right, guys. Uh, Pelipper is classified as the water bird Pokemon, a category that he shares with Ducklet. Uh, he is a water and flying type Pokemon, which is also a typing that he shares with Ducklet. They got a lot in common. Pelipper was introduced in Generation 3 with Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. He is number 279 in the National Pokedex and number 28 in the Hoenn Regional Pokedex. Uh, he evolves at level 25 from Wingull. Pelipper measures 3 foot 11 inches. I always get real confused when it's birds because i don't know if that's their wingspan or their height but whatever in some direction pelipper is three feet 11 inches and he weighs 61.7 pounds now the pokedex has a lot to say about our good boy pelipper mostly centering around his very large mouth uh in ruby the pokedex states pelipper is a flying transporter that carries small Pokemon and eggs inside of its massive bill. This Pokemon builds its nest on steep cliffs facing the sea. Now, I'm sure that it's convenient to get a ride sometimes, but I don't know how cool I'd be with just riding in some dude's mouth. Which is real funny when you think about that, because what do we use Pelipper for in those early gens? As fly slaves. Are we just yep. getting into its mouth to go everywhere? 
That's all I'm going to be able to think of now. <laughs> Flying surf and nothing else. He's just a big. Uh, what do they call those those planes that that land on the fucking water? Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck that thing is. That's that's basically what Pelipper was back in the day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, riding in its mouth is real fucking weird. I don't want to do that. Uh, in Pokemon Sun, the Pokedex states that its spacious beak is large enough for a small child to fit right inside. Ooh. Uh, this is getting worse the farther down the rabbit hole we go. I 100% am not cool with kids being inside this bird's mouth. Now, lastly, in Moon, the Pokedex states, Gathering food is the work of young males. They store food in their uh, spacious, is it supposed to be spacious or capacious? Jolly. Capacious. Capac- That's what it says. I don't, I don't fucking know. Capacious beaks and carry it back to others waiting in the nest. I fucking knew it, you guys. I fucking knew it. Pelipper wants to eat your babies confirmed. It puts food in its mouth. It puts kids in its mouth. I knew it all along. Seriously, all I'm going to be able to think of now, like when we get to fucking Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, one of us is going to have a Pelipper as a fly slave. And all I'm going to be able to think of is you like send it out of the Pokeball and you're like, hey, buddy, I need you to fly me somewhere. And it just opens its mouth. Now, Pelipper has access to three total abilities. Uh, Since Pelipper was introduced, its default ability has been Keen Eye, which prevents his accuracy from being lowered and causes him to ignore boosts to enemy evasion. This can actually be really useful in a playthrough where where Satan Attack and Minimize seem to always be around every corner, but it's decidedly less so in competitive, where evasion-boosting effects are generally banned. Now, Pelipper's hidden ability is Raindish, which allows it to regain 1 16th of its total HP every turn in the rain. With Sun and Moon, however, Pelipper received a new ability, which is what makes it good, you guys. Uh, and this new one defines its use in competitive today. Pelipper now has access to Drizzle, which is a really poorly named ability, if I'm being, being real. Nobody likes the Drizzle. Now, <laughs> if you don't know what Drizzle does, it sets the rain weather effect for five turns or eight if it's holding the damp rock which is also a very poorly named item, uh, every time it enters play. Yeah, yeah, that, it can't really be overstated how much Drizzle did for Pelipper. Uh, and we'll get into to how it is and how it has been in competitive. But first, how do you feel about Pelipper, Mess? What are your impressions of this Pokemon? I'm feeling that if I went to my Pelipper buddy and was like, hey boy, what do you got there? And I was like, yeah, you're holding, is this a wet rock? I, I might be a little weirded out. Does he just find those places? At least it's not a baby. At least it's not a baby. Well, that's the image, right? He's holding a damp rock in his wing. And he's got, this is just a baby hand outside of his bill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Pelipper was introduced in Gen 3, which is my least favorite generation of Pokemon games. So I have never been too too warm and fuzzy on our big bird friend. I've used him as a fly slave, but that's pretty much it. But yeah, Drizzle Drizzle makes him quite a bit better. Uh, and I got to use him a whole bunch today while testing. And I can confirm. Good bo- hashtag good boy confirmed. Uh, <laughs> I, I dig it a lot. 
Well, good, good. I, I've i always actually been really, really fond of Pelipper. Pelipper has always been, like, one of the poster children, in my opinion, of Pokemon that are really cool and really well designed, but just absolute garbage tier to use, uh, which is unfortunate. But but I've always thought, you know, when I think of that Hoenn Pokedex, which I am not overall very fond of, I'm actually, like, Pelipper is on the upper tier of that thing for me. I've always thought it was a really cool mon. So I was really excited when it got those boosts in Sun and Moon and suddenly became viable to use. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm... In a draft league right now actually mess and i are both in the same draft league and when i drafted my team which is your circle city scolipedes we drafted rain and we built around pelipper so pelipper is the cornerstone of my competitive draft team so it felt real real appropriate to spotlight him this week as well uh yeah he's he's a real good boy he does damn good work and just i i, I got a fondness for him he's not a bug but i like him a whole whole lot He's a dopey bird. He's not a bug. He's a dopey bird. He is. He's a very dopey bird. And he's kind of an ugly duckling. In fact, Pelipper is unquestionably kind of the ugly duckling story of competitive Pokemon. Uh, Since its introduction, it has consistently been ranked at the lowest possible competitive tier for the generation, uh, being placed in never used in generations three through five and P.U., as in P.U., they stink, in Generation 6. While Pelipper did have some advantages, particularly a very solid defensive typing and water flying, uh, good bulk stats, at least physical bulk stats, and access to Roost, it has always been held back by its lackluster offensives, uh, weakness to Rock, and thus to Stealth Rocks, those sneaky pebbles, uh, and its unfortunate quad weakness to Electric. Thankfully, however... As we've mentioned a couple times in passing, everything changed for Pelipper with the introduction of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Now, there, if, if you weren't aware, there were a number of legacy Pokemon that got slight stat buffs and new tools to play with in Sun and Moon. Pelipper is probably the most successful of those. He received a 10-point buff to his special attack stat, which was surely appreciated. But the big change for our boy was the addition of the ability Drizzle. Despite the nerf to weather in Generation 6, weather effects are still a powerful force in the metagame and can turn the tide of battle. And Pelipper immediately became the premier rain setter in the OU tier, far outstripping the competition in Politoed. Now, Pelipper's move pool isn't vast, but it has more than enough options and utility to cause huge problems for opposing teams. Uh, Offensively, Pelipper has three great options for Water Stab uh, in the form of Hydro Pump, which deals, frankly, ludicrous damage in the rain. Uh, Scald, which doesn't hit nearly as hard, but comes with that good burn chance. And Surf, which is kind of a nice middle ground in that it hits harder than Scald, although it misses the burn chance, but it lacks the mischief chance of hydro pump. Pelipper also has access to Hurricane, which gains 100% accuracy under the rain. Uh, this provides Pelipper with access to a 110 base power flying stab move, which has a 50% chance to confuse. It's fucking ludicrous. Uh, Pelipper rarely runs coverage moves. His utility options are much stronger, generally, but he does also have access to Ice Beam and Shockwave if coverage is needed. 
Now, for utility, Pelipper has access to some really, really good stuff. As a bird and a flying type, Pelipper gains access to the familiar combo of Roost Defog, which are staples in competitive play and extremely useful. Pelipper also gets access to Knockoff, everyone's favorite fuck you move, uh, which <laughs> which isn't going to hit particularly hard off his base 50 attack, but it's definitely useful for denying opponents items. Pelipper gets access to Tailwind, which is primarily used in doubles, but can be very useful regardless. And Wide Guard, which is exclusively used in doubles and serves to protect your entire team from moves that hit both opponents. Lastly, and probably most importantly, Pelipper gains access to U-Turn, the ability to set rain and then take a hit and provide a free switch into an offensive teammate who takes advantage of the weather with a slow U-turn is absolutely huge and defines Pelipper's use in competitive play. Now, as we mentioned previously, Pelipper lives in the overused tier in Smog on Singles, and deservedly so. Uh, Pelipper does great work as a weather setter for teams that are built to synergize well off of the rain, as well as being a powerful wall breaker just in general, uh, benefiting himself from the rain that he brings. While there are a number of variant options that can potentially be viable with the proper support, most of these sets ultimately polarize into one of these two broader sets, either a bulky supporting rain setter pelipper or an offensive wall breaking pelipper as a defensive support pokemon pelipper actually has a lot to offer defensive pelipper usually runs a bold nature to capitalize on his already fantastic physical defense and will almost always run scald to attempt to burn foes and roost for sustainability in his third slot, Pelipper has a couple of options. It can run Defog to remove enemy hazards, though it's worth noting that in order to remove rocks, Pelipper first has to switch into those rocks, which will take 25% on the swap. So be cautious there. He can also run Hurricane for a more damaging option and a high chance to confuse, Knock Off to deny opponents their items, or Toxic to put opponents on a timer. In his last move slot, de Defensive Pelipper will always run U-Turn, and in most situations, that's the move he's going to click. Defensive Pelipper thrives off of swapping in, setting the rain, and giving an ally a free swap to exploit the weather. Defensive Pelipper will almost always run Damp Rock for its item, maximizing the uptime benefit of the rain. While an argument could be made for restoring items frequently used by defensive Pokemon such as Leftovers or Wikiberry, the combination of Pelipper's access to Roost and Hit and Run playstyle make these items less effective than when used on other Pokemon. Now, Defensive Pelipper partners well with Pokemon that appreciate the rain uh, in the form of Pokemon that appreciate the reduction in power of fire type moves that come from the rain, uh, which would include Pokemon such as Ferrothorn, Kartana, and Mega Scizor. Uh, Pelipper also works extremely well with Pokemon that can take advantage of the rain offensively. Uh, this can take the form of Pokemon with Swift Swim that boosts their speed under the rain, such as Kingdra, Ludicolo, and Quillfish. Uh, it also includes Pokemon with powerful water type attacks who appreciate the damage boost of rain, such as Keldia and Ash Greninja. Lastly, Pokemon that enjoy using moves like Thunder and Hurricane love having their accuracy boosted by the rain. And as such, Pokemon such as Tapu Koko and Tornadus Therian partner very well with Defensive Pelipper. Mega Swampert in particular makes an incredible partner for Defensive Pelipper due to its ability Swift Swim and due to his ability to dominate the rock and electric types that Pelipper fears. Now, Offensive Pelipper is, uh, as you might imagine, an entirely different beast. 
Run as a wall breaker, offensive Pelipper is far less concerned with providing support for its team and instead focuses on punching holes and opposing teams for allies to exploit. Offensive Pelipper is generally run as modest, with a maximum investment in special attack and choice specs to allow Pelipper to achieve some scary damage numbers despite its middling stats. Offensive Pelipper will also always run Hydro Pump and Hurricane for Dual Stab, which takes incredible advantage of the rain brought on by Drizzle. Offensive Pelipper will generally also run U-Turn as well. Swapping momentum can be incredibly important, and it has value beyond its raw damage. In its last spot, Offensive Pelipper will generally run Surf to guarantee hits on opponents who don't require the power of Hydro Pump to KO, though an argument can be made to run Ice Beam in this slot to surprise and KO Dragon types like Mega Latias or Shockwave for Mantine. Now, Offensive Pelipper still partners well with... The Pokemon that we mentioned previously with Pokemon who appreciate the rain, but due to the reduced duration of that rain from not holding Damp Rock and the reduced longevity of this Pelipper due to the offensive investment and lack of recovery, offensive Pelipper partners best with Pokemon that appreciate rain, but still function well outside of it. Uh, generally, if you want to run a Swift Swim Sweeper, you should be using the defensive set. In VGC doubles, Pelipper has been an absolute force uh, in both the 2017 and 2018 seasons, which are now over. In the current VGC 2019 format, the meta is still developing, but Pelipper is unlikely to see much play due to the GS Cup rules allowing cover legendaries to be used. There's this other rain-setting Pokemon called Kyogre. You may have, you may have heard of him, yes? Uh, who is shaping up to be one of, if not the best Pokemon in VGC 2019 Sun Series metagame. And as such, there isn't much need for our Pelican Pal. That said, Pelipper has been extremely successful through the last two VGC seasons and even made it to runner-up in Worlds this year in the Juniors division. He wasn't used on a rain team, but actually under Trick Room as a powerful, slow Trick Room sweeper, which serves to further spotlight the surprising level of power this silly bird brings to the table. Now, Pelipper is an absolute powerhouse of a Pokemon in ideal conditions, but of course, opponents will do their best to rob you of these ideal conditions. So much of Pelipper's strength is tied to the rain that anything which denies rain to you is a serious problem. Uh, this could include the ability Cloud9, which can belong to Golduck, Altaria, Licky Licky, and Drompa, and removes weather when they enter the field. More commonly, though, it's going to come in the form of opposing weather setters. This is doubly a problem as Pelipper just loses outright to some of the more common weather setters, including Mega Tyranitar, Mega Charizard Y, and Alolan Ninetales. That said, as long as you can play around these threats and keep the rain falling, Pelipper is an absolute force and is capable of wreaking havoc, particularly on unprepared teams. Now, as a part of this show, uh, we've both prepared teams centering around this month's Spotlight Pokemon in the relevant meta. We'll include our team in the show notes, as always, for this episode, and we'd encourage you to take them for a spin yourself. Uh, Jolly, why don't you tell us about your Pelipper team and how you went about building it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... For my Pelipper team, I actually, I, I had one real goal starting, and that was I wanted to build a team that was very different from from the Scolipedes, from our draft team, because you guys have already, those of you who follow me on Twitch who come out to the streams, you're already familiar with that team, you've already seen me do some stuff with it, and you're only going to become more familiar with it over the next 16 weeks of the season, right? 
So I wanted to build something that was different. Of course, we did start with our boy Pelipper, who we named Seabreeze. Uh, I'm sorry, after after Griffin McElroy's Pokemon Y Nuzlocke on YouTube, every Pelipper now and forever will be our sweet boy, sweet baby boy Seabreeze. Uh, <laughs> we got Seabreeze, our shiny Pelipper. And we went with the defensive support set. I actually, when I started building this team, I really wanted to run an offensive Pelipper. And I started with the Choice Specs variant. And inevitably, whatever I built, whatever I experimented with, I I missed the longevity and the duration of rain that comes from defensive support Pelipper. So I didn't put myself in a box and I ultimately just kind of let myself go back to it. But Seabreeze is a bold natured Pelipper rocking Hydro Pump. I did give myself that one <laughs> that one bit of of hyper offense on 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 our boy Seabreeze. He's running Hydro Pump, Roost, Defog and U-turn. Great investment in HP and defense. And again, as we talked about previously, Seabreeze's whole job essentially is to come in, set the rain, and get back out into something that can exploit it. And boy, do we have some stuff to exploit it. So our next Pokemon that we we added when building this team was our our Mega. And I did not, I specifically did not want to use Mega Swampert. Because again, been there, done that. He's a big boy on the Scolipedes, we wanted to do something different. So I decided that for our Mega, for this team, we were going to go with a different type of Mega that appreciates rain, and we went with Mega Scizor. Uh, so we're rocking Snips, the Mega Scizor, who is impish-natured and has great investment in HP and defense, because... The great thing about Mega Scizor is you don't need to outspeed anything and you're going to be clicking Swords Dance. So you don't need to invest in attack. You can just invest in bulk and and boost up and you're fine. It's it's wonderful. But Snips is rocking Bullet Punch, Swords Dance, Roost, and Knockoff. And is just doing exactly what you would expect him to. One of the really nice things about Mega Scizor specifically is generally until you start doing stuff, no one knows quite what moveset to expect from you. And so it's pretty easy to find a turn or two of surprise to start clicking Swords Dance, particularly when you're under rain, which nullifies your your only weakness. So that's great. Our next Pokemon is Burb, our, our very creatively named Tornadus Therian, uh, who is another great Pokemon who really, really appreciates the rain, uh, because it allows him to spam Hurricane, which is disgusting, frankly. For Burb, we're rocking actually max investment in special attack and max in speed and a hasty nature. Uh, and he's rocking Hurricane, Knockoff, U-Turn, and Rain Dance with the Flinium Z Crystal. So he's rocking Rain Dance to act as a secondary rain setter in the event that our baby Seabreeze uh, takes that that poor unfortunate dirt nap and to allow the rest of the team to function better. But really the, the big thing with Burb is just Hurricane. Just click Hurricane and, and blow shit up. And then the best part is, is because Tornadus Therian has Regenerator, he can just click U-Turn and get his health back. It's It's disgusting. He's real, real good. I like him a whole lot. I've got two knockoff exploiters, so it's real good for me to deny opponents their items as well. So that's that's fantastic. Now, our next Pokemon is one that is present on our draft team, and that is uh, Bolt, our Tapu Koko. So Bolt is rocking a uh, a timid nature, max speed, max special attack, nothing particularly special there. Rocking Thunder, Hidden Power Ice, Dazzling Gleam, and U-Turn. Again, have that big thunder for that big dick damage in the rain. And on Bolt, we're, we're holding the Shooka Berry, 
which is the berry that halves the damage of a ground type attack. And the big logic there is really just for for Lando, for Landorus Therian, who is so incredibly prominent in the OU metagame, uh, it allows us to just click HP Ice with no fear, essentially, that that Lando is going to be scarfed or that it's going to have bulk investment and it's going to live, because we can easily live any one Earthquake from that thing and just put it down, which is very valuable. But for the most part, Bolt exists to come in and click Thunder for big dick damage, and then you turn out when that's no longer viable. And it works real good. We're rocking Hanzo, which is our Ash Greninja choice specs. Uh, again, timid natured, max special attack, max speed. Uh, and he's rocking Hydro Pump, Dark Pulse, Water Shuriken, and Spikes. And once again, Hanzo has a very simple job, and that's to come in under rain, where both Hydro Pump and Water Shuriken hit like fucking monster trucks and just do work. The priority Water Shuriken really can't be overstated. It's so incredibly valuable on Ash Greninja. And, and yeah, it just, it hits so fucking hard. And it doesn't really need the speed boost of Swift Swim because it's already so naturally fast. So that's fantastic. Uh, now, last but not least on this team, we're rocking Spike, who's our good boy, Ferrothorn, who appreciates the rain so much for making fire not even a problem for him. Uh, and this is our our very standard Ferrothorn set. We're rocking Leftovers. We are rocking an Impish Nature, Max Investment in Defense and HP, and with a moveset of Leech Seed, Protect, Stealth Rock, and Power Whip. And just get our rocks up, get Leech Seed up, and stall. Power Whip for that good, good grass coverage, which is missing elsewhere on the team. And overall, I like this team a whole, whole lot. It, it, it functions differently than than our draft team does. But so much of it's still really just the same. You know, rain teams are so interesting in that... Despite being a, a setup team, they're so setup light, if that makes any amount of sense, because you get the rain up and you go. Like, there's not a bunch of turns clicking Calm Mind or clicking Swords Dance or clicking Dragon Dance. Like, no, it just rains up fucking murder. And it's real, real good, except for when you don't get the rain and then it's real, real bad. Uh, but overall, I, I win far more than I lose with this team, and I'm pretty happy with them. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. You, you built something that's uh, quite a bit different than me even though we have a couple uh, of the same mons so that's real neat well that's cool mess why don't you tell us about about your team yeah absolutely so uh, as per usual the the team started with a name i have like so many things i've never run a rain team so i had to do a lot of research today and we started with our cornerstone our, our pelipper and the only name that i could think to give this pelipper was launchpad mcquack uh, from fucking Darkwing Duck because he, he looks like a launch pad McQuack. We're using the damp rock because, you know, wet rocks, that's the thing. Uh, we want those extra rain turns. We're obviously running drizzle on him. We have, uh, 248, uh, EVs in HP, 36 in defense and 224 in, um, specialty. He's bold. Uh, running scald roost, U turn and, and defog, uh, a very just utility. Uh, Pelipper bring bring the rain and usually get the fuck out uh, unless we need to fish for for burns on scald in the rain which is still real good and we couldn't have a a great darkwing duck fucking Pelipper without darkwing duck so we went and got that halucha whose shiny sprite if you're unfamiliar has a purple cape 
Uh, and he's obviously wearing a mask. It was like fucking perfect. Uh, and Halucha is, is fucking choice. So we're real happy with that pickup. I rarely use Halucha in OU, but damn, he's real good. So we have Darkwing Duck to Halucha holding that electric seed uh, with the ability Unburden. Yeah, it's shiny. And it's running like a real mix of EVs. We have, we have 96 in HP, 252 in attack. 36 in special D and 124 in speed. Just just an all-around punch, murder, kick, all that good stuff. It's adamant. We're running Roost, high jump kick, acrobatics, and sword stance on him. Uh, that's a real great set. It's very threatening to a lot of things. Uh, and it's real, real good and fast when it benefits from that uh, unburdened and electric seed and electric terrain, which meant you got it. We needed, we needed the cocoa. The Coco came in, and we named Coco Megavolts after one of the the primary villains of Darkwing Duck. I was so I was pleased as punch at how easy it was to to make this team based off of Darkwing Duck. I appreciate your commitment to the fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got to do it. Our Coco is running choice specs. Uh, it's obviously got electric surge. Uh, it's shiny because he's he Megavolts is villainous. You guys, we needed that black sprite. Coco. Uh, it's got 252 uh, in special attack and speed, so that max investment with four uh, four little points in special D. It's timid, uh, and it is running uh, Volt Switch, Thunderbolt, Dazzling Gleam, and Hidden Power Ice. Uh, very much just, it's there to threaten. Choice Specs Thunderbolt in Electric Train. It's just, it's sick. I, I'm not running Thunder, even though I could be, just because sometimes the rain's down, and not having the missed chance is really beneficial. If I have to bring Coco out, something's gone gone wrong, you guys. Or I, I have a really good opponent. So we're we're running Thunderbolt instead of Thunder. Maybe I'll change it someday. But for now, it's working real good. From there, we needed some folks who really benefit from that rain. Uh, and so we started looking at Pokemon like Mega Swampert uh, and Kingdra, both of which uh, made it to the, the the final cut. Taurus Bulba is our Mega Swampert uh, with Swift Swim, so it can run around and just punch the shit out of things with a waterfall. Uh, it's got max investment in attack and speed with four little points in defense, and it is running waterfall Earthquake, Ice Punch, and Stone Edge. I could have run Rocks here, uh, Stealth Rocks here. I didn't. Uh, we'll talk about why I didn't in a second. I, we just have a better Rocker. And Mega Swampert in the range just wrecks. It just wrecks shit. So that's real cool. And that's on the attack side. I really wanted somebody who took advantage of Special Attack as well. And that's where Kingdra, the Liquidator, comes in. Also uh, wearing, wearing some specs. With Swift Swim, Max Investment and Special Attack and Speed with four little points in HP, a Modest Nature, and it's running Hydro Pump, which is just devastating in the rain, you guys. It's just when it hits things, just they fall the fuck apart. Uh, Draco Meteor Surf, in case we can't risk that mischance, we just need to polish somebody off in Hidden Power Grass. And it wouldn't be a team of Mezes without a defensive pivot. Uh, and we went to Ferrothorn because as Jolly mentioned, rain makes its one big weakness to fire not really much of a concern. We are running lefties on Ferrothorn, who we named Bushroot 
after Professor Bushroot, who was a duck who turned himself into a, a plant. It was so appropriate. He's got iron barbs, obviously. Max investment in HP, 92 in defense, and 164 in special defense. He's got a careful nature, running stealth rock, gyro ball for any fairies who might just stick their face out into the world, protect, and leech seed. That good abuse set that I love running so, so, so much. And guys, this is a great team. I played with it a bunch today. I was blown away at just how powerful... Mega Swampert and Kingdra are when it's fucking raining. Just Pelipper flies right in, sets the rain, U-turns the fuck out, and then we just blow holes in things. And by the time the rain's down, everybody else can just fucking mop up. And, you know, if things go real bad, getting that unburdened Darkwing Duck, that Halucha into the field, can usually clean up real, real good. So... Real happy with this team. I hope you guys try it out. It's a lot of fun. Well, good, good, very good. It's it sounds like a really interesting team. It's it's funny because your team actually more closely resembles my draft team than my team does. Uh, but sometimes it be that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so those are those are our teams uh, for this month, guys. And again, I I can only speak for myself, but I'm real real pleased with what we've built so far. I feel like these teams are are real strong and real fun to use. Now, as always, guys, that's not the end of it. Those teams are going to be in our show notes for today's episode, and we absolutely encourage you to check them out for yourself, to use them on the ladder and see how they play, how they feel to you. And don't forget to come out to our Friday night fight stream for... Our good boy Pelipper. Uh, now, as always, we will be doing that showdown spotlight Friday night fight. Uh, you can expect this stream this coming Friday on September 14th over on my channel, twitch.tv slash jolly by nature. Uh, if you're thinking that sounds wrong, you're not entirely wrong there. Normally it would be the week after, uh, but we both have some, some time commitments that are going to keep us away from Twitch that weekend. So yeah, you, you get us this week instead. Look forward to that. Yep. Yep. I got a wedding to go to. Don't you have a wedding to go to? I I do also have a wedding to go to. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Not the same wedding, but yeah, that's weird how that works. But yeah, we won't be around that weekend. So you get to enjoy more Friday night fight with the two of us this Friday. Absolutely. Now, next week, we'll be back to the main show uh, with week one of our Generation 5 series, so get real hyped for that. And remember, the season is just getting started, so if you'd like to play along with us at home, now is a real great time to jump in and get started. You know, I think uh, we didn't mention this on our our intro episode for Season 5, but I want to mention it here because I know so many of you listen to these uh, as well. With our two-week schedule, it's never been easier to play along with us because you have more time to stay a pace as it were. So if you've ever wanted to do that, but been like, man, you know, they play a significant chunk of gameplay every week. I can't commit to that. Guess what? You guys, you got two weeks this season and every season moving forward. So pick up that cartridge, play along with us and send us emails telling us all about your adventures. We crave them. 
Absolutely. In this series, it's been really, really hype seeing the community really get involved and excited for Unova. You know, we've got several groups of our fans who are using the Discord to coordinate their own, you know, groups of three, their their own actual challenge where they're doing their own PvP and scoring, which is really exciting to, to watch for them. Uh, I've even seen some folks on, on Twitter who are playing Unova at suspiciously timed moments who haven't come right out and said, hey, I'm playing along with Blastburn Radio, but guess what? I know they listen to Blastburn Radio and I know they're playing and I appreciate that. So thank you guys. I'm really excited to see how people get to interact with the point system. I know when those little groups were getting together, some of the folks talking in the discord were like, Oh shit. Like I got to worry about hard mode gyms now. And that is amazing. Yep. 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 It's going to be real good. Uh, now just remember guys, be sure to email us and get at us. Let us know which Pokemon you'd like to see us spotlight next month in October. Uh, send in your Pelipper centric teams for us to use on that Friday night fight stream later this week. Uh, or again, talk to us about series five and what we're doing on the show and what you're doing in your own playthrough. Uh, you can all, as always send those emails to blastburnradio at gmail.com or get at us on Twitter or Facebook. Now, as always, you can follow me personally at BBR Jolly on Twitter. And I'm at Messer Engine. And as always, don't forget to check out Mythic Portal Games for all of your online role-playing assets. And also, don't forget to check out their their partner company, Astral VTT, which is the the dopest up-and-coming virtual tabletop on the market if you want a platform that is feature-rich and growing daily in users and features. Uh, Astral is definitely the place to be for that right now. Uh, and don't forget to follow the show at Blastburn Radio on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing around the web. Uh, now, I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-host, Messer Engine. For Blastburn Radio, I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time, folks. <laughs>